The Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic. I'm Dr. Mark, and this is the Tea Health Show, and um, we are back. So, in studio, I have my lovely ladies, Sister Elise Van Art, Stacey Holland, our gut coach. Divya Nida, professional pharmacist, and my producer, Simpiwe. Hello, guys. Hello. It's, um, it's been a while. I don't know how long ago did we do our last show. This is our second season. Yes, and I'm feeling good to learn more about the medical lifestyle side of things. <laughs> don't ask me Why any questions. Why are you quizzes. so scared? <laughs> don't, don't ask. Don't just, just don't ask any technical questions. I'm here to learn, guys. So, um, I, I have been flying around a lot lately and every time that I fly, I listen to one of the podcasts and, um, we have a couple of interesting characters. We have a choker, the sex bird, <laughs> the gut spurt, um, and, and then, um, Divio, who, you know, what is, um, our registered, um, and professional pharmacist and compounding guru and um in the tea clinic um we work uh, with you basically every day Debbie, because all our compounded products and all the products that we use are compounded um we get via you guys and um so i want to start and um we're going to open the conversation we decided not to have a specific topic today it's just a welcome back um but we're going to start with sister elise um, because she's sitting on the far side of the table where at least she can't clap me this time. Um, Elise, um, there's been a couple of new developments in the practice. Um, anything that, um, you, that you want to highlight for us? Yeah, I think there's two things that just jump to my mind now and the one is that um, Stacy and I and Dr. Mark in a lesser degree because he's always too busy are working on a weight loss um, plan for our clinic which was a huge need identified by specifically ladies with hormone imbalances etc etc and then the other thing that I'm excited about is we introduced electrostimulation of the pelvic floor muscles Mm. For ladies specifically This was done for the males um, Which was really successful Mark you can say uh, Specifically so, for the males That was incontinent Yes I, I actually wanted to touch on that yeah. So we, we've we had a couple of patients And we've spoken about Bioelectrical stimulation before On the show And we've been using Bioelectrical stimulation um, as part of our treatments for erectile functioning and erectile dysfunction. Um, it came about when I was approached by a American uh, conglomerate um, who launched a study on the benefit of bioelectrical stimulation uh, for erectile dysfunction, hair loss and breast augmentation um, because things like Viagra Cialis is very, very expensive in the States, far more expensive than it's here. Don't know why, because hmm. it actually comes from here. 
Pfizer is an American company. But for us, it's about 40 rand for, for a tablet. Uh, Divya, you will know around about there. It's about 40 you rand. Didn't ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's round about in that. It's not in prohibitive at the it, end. It yeah. really yeah. isn't. It's yeah. round about in that price yeah. range. But in the States, it's up to $50. What? For, what? for a tablet. And that's why when you look at these, um, <laughs> uh, comedy shows, they, they always say, you know what, over the border blue pills because they go and get them in Mexico because it's far cheaper. It's probably and expensive some- because of supply demand. The well, higher demand. Yeah. You think it's just that? I mean, to warrant <clears throat> that. Difference. That's crazy. Also, men are quite preoccupied. Yeah, right? that's so, true. Hey? So I guess yeah. it warrants. Yeah, <laughs> they'll pay whatever price. And also, something that's a concern is uh, most of these patients, male patients, do have terrible side effects of with those. High dosage. Mm. Um, you know what? Uh, instead of putting on rosy glasses, we just blue, put blue, blue tinted <laughs> ones on. Back in the day no when I was still raving, I had blue glasses and I was renowned for it. <laughs> Um, but the electrostimulation was formulated specifically so that we could offer an, an alternative um, for patients who have erectile dysfunction. And um, the T-Clinic became the only center in South Africa to have access to a device that was specifically formulated to treat uh, erectile dysfunction. It sounds fascinating. Please tell me more, especially for erectile dysfunction. Mm. Hair loss, I can imagine. So with bioelectrical stimulation, we can stimulate the regenerative capacity of certain types of tissue. I feel like someone is sitting there and saying, wait, I'm trying to picture what you people are talking <laughs> wait, about. Wait, 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 yeah. Please Sorry. give us a graphic <laughs> explanation. To, to and a so graphic is that person ex- sitting somewhere actually <laughs> asking, so what graphic, on earth are these people talking about? A graphic about? thing is we take two tiny electrodes. Which is a sticky thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we just for good Contact. We tape them to the penis, <clears throat> and then there's a sequence of electrical currents that run through it. So, Sims, no, this is not the car battery <laughs> that you uh, would connect. It be safe, would it be safe to say people know about like? Body tech and body twenty, right? And how the entire body is strapped. (laughs) Would it be safe to say that it's a little body twenty and body tech that is wrapped? It's a body. It's it's that on a small body, yes. But the currents are bioelectrical currents, so it's the same current that runs in the body in the body naturally. So it's a completely painless procedure, and. We had been a patient that came who had um, um, abscess in the spine and that caused incontinence as well as erectile dysfunction. And when we started treating erectile dysfunction, the first thing that the patient said is, you know what, guys, I can actually control my bladder. Wow. So we've we've started then and we developed a treatment protocol specifically for bladder control in men. And we see it quite often, Elise, in our patients who have had 
surgery to the prostate. Not only surgery, radiation as well. Hmm. It is a delayed reaction of the radiation hmm. for prostate cancer. So the hmm. stimulation actually strengthens the muscle. Hmm. Yes. It, because it's regenerative, it not only strengthens the muscle, it strengthens the nerves. Hmm. So it would provide um, nerve toning, then, right? Yeah. You know what we saw? Okay, but if we can use this in men, we can use this in women. women. So Sister Elise started doing that for women with um, stress incontinence and prolapse. But what was it? I had to change the placement of the electrodes. I was just about to ask you, yeah, like, <laughs> no. So that's also very interesting. Remember, the pelvic floor um, of a female don't have any bony mm. support. Mm. Like a male pelvis is very narrow, a woman's pelvis is very wide. So we placed a big electrode on the base part of the sacrum which is called the coccyx mm -hmm. and then another one on the perineum ah. and that she must enjoy that treatment as well <laughs> well actually um, that's what some of our guys are saying it's, it's a, it's, you can have a nice tingle so it's it's not an Especially uncomfortable if it's gentle it and is it's, it yes. is a tingle yeah it is a you know with yeah. body tech i mean you it's know, a horrible it's, feeling i don't that's what i'm saying the body tech feeling if people are associating it is just to try and draw parallels it's i don't enjoy it um and and apparently it has something to do with your level of stress and and also just biochemically well, what's going and your sensitivity yeah so i mean obviously we don't want people to get freaked out by hearing that it could be a similar thing no it's obviously completely yeah, gentle it's gentle but mm. you feel that tingling mm. feeling mm. so it's very interesting that in this procedure the patient is completely in control yes because um elise will explain to you a little bit more about how it works okay yeah, so there's different um sequences. phases yeah se sequences that you engage which is really very technical which i don't want to go into now but um you you have a dial that you put up the amps and then you've asked the patient can you feel this yes 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 okay and is it still comfortable yes it's still comfortable and then they say ooh and then you stop mm. with the putting up the amps for that and what is interesting <laughs> we do it over a over a 8 week period okay and as the Coming in every week. Yeah. Okay. At the, as the treatment progresses, the sensitivity goes up. So they can go so higher. So you go and lower with oh. your, yeah. your, so that's oh, lower and lower. And lower. Oh, sorry. Lower yes. lower. Okay. That's the first mm. indication for us that the treatment is starting to work yeah. because the nerves now are actually, becoming a yeah. little bit more sensitive. I haven't heard of this. Done so there's different no, it's, modalities. It's not done anywhere else. We know about shockwave therapy. No, but there's the Imcela chair as well, which is a massive chair that you sit in, for instance. But it's not a targeted. It's not treatment. targeted, and that's what the. Nice What's thing that? Is. A general systemic yeah, approach. Yeah, you to sit on a chair like that massage, uh, massage chair okay. that you get, and um, but this is hmm. a targeted for the pelvic and floor. it's affordable for the patient yeah. mm. you know it um we combine this um incredibly effectively with platelet-rich plasma treatment, treatment for incontinence mm. um uh, and in our practice it's called the renew shot mm. so um for renew women, him and renew her yeah, right yeah the renew shot where you use platelet-rich plasma um, or PRP treatments and PRP, which release growth factors, um, 
to stimulate renewal of tissue, both mm. vascular, neural, as well as muscle and ligament tissue. It's mm. been used for many, many years mm. in different modalities. We started using it in neurology and orthopedic surgery, mm. but dentists have been using it for a very long oh, time. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And, um, you know, it, then we started using it in aesthetic medicine a long time ago, and the Kardashians made it famous um, through the vampire, vampire facial. Um, <laughs> which, you know, what actually is not a platelet-rich plasma treatment. It's actually a microneedling treatment. Yeah. Can I okay. just interject? Something that I wanted to just bring forward is it's it's not only for incontinence, mm. this type of treatment. It's for pelvic floor laxity. Some of us who is older and had babies, etc., etc., you feel sometimes that you fart through your vagina. Mm. And that I, I is have a to sign. be honest, I'm, at least sorry that I interrupt. We had this patient who said it, who told me in front of Elise that she had. She's farting vaginally, and I looked at her and I thought, <laughs> what? And how does that feel? <laughs> so, never mind, how the hell does that happen? <laughs> so, explain that yeah, and, to and us, And then please. he asked me, oh, has she got a fistula? I said, no, <laughs> it's not that. It's Air is trapped mm. in your vagina high up because you have laxity of your pelvic floor mm. muscles. Oh. And when you walk, and especially if you don't wear uh, long pants, you will, you have a skirt on, you will wear, um, who heard that? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. <laughs> it happens. We laugh now, but it must be it's, extremely it's traumatic for the woman experiencing it. Because biostimulator sounds yeah. amazing. If you only mm. we could teach it to stimulate hormones. Well, what um, do you mean from a, from immediately from the gland pers- perspective just, or just, just in general? As a, as a, well, we know that most often, um, incontinence associated with older women, as Elise said. Yeah. Um, most often. And because of hormones declining. So yeah. We, uh, we, we use the biostimulator to stimulate uh, pelvic floor and mm. all the other uses or incontinence. Mm. Incontinence also associated with le- uh, decline in Hormone. estrogen. Yes, so if yeah. you stimulate the hormones, you can also mm. regain that function naturally. But so that's, that's part of the treatment because okay. If you have an imbalance in your hormones, there's an imbalance, for instance, in your vagina in hormones, mm. which helps with lubrication, which, mm-hmm. which helps with keeping infections at bay, etc. And that's part of this treatment as well. Mm. So if yes. you prog- um, use this and get more blood flow to the mm. vagina through stimulation. So will it help with something like vaginal atrophy? Because mm. yes. I would imagine it Absolutely. would. Absolutely. Yeah. Because... Because it's biostimulation. Oh. <laughs> um, actually, uh, Simpi, we just ask your question. I'll answer this. No, I was just uh, asking just what, now. That what is vaginal atrophy? Yes. Yeah. So in, in menopause, well, you can explain this better, but during menopause, um, everything starts degrading or and not defying not gravity. Yeah. Everything starts. You it doesn't hold pro- itself together. Sometimes women have prolapses of their um, bladder or uterus and they have to go and have a surgical stitch. All of this is because of decline of hormones, the joys of being a woman. <laughs> so, uh, simply we think <laughs> about, have you ever been to um, a theater or who's um, Hanon's uh, boudoir <laughs> or his lounge? 
So no, none of us has been to this round. None of us. Hannah's done my makeup, but that's as <laughs> Think about a, a, a these, how the queen will have drapes in okay. her. Okay. Okay. So those draping, 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 draping. Mm-hmm. That's what a healthy vagina looks like. Okay. Okay. And as we get older and the hormone levels start decreasing, mm-hmm. it's those those drapes start coming down, or not don't become down. They become your box standard straight lace curtain. Okay. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we need okay. those folds, and there's a word for it. It's called ruge. Am I correct, Elise? Correct. So we have these folds in the vagina, and they're there so that the vagina can clean itself. It's a self-cleaning organ. Mm. But when they start disappearing under the influence of hormone decline or hormone imbalances, now you start getting a straight um, a surface or mucosa, and that's prone to infection. Sure. Okay. So, so, it's, so it's would it then mean that that's also one of the functions of having sex is to keep the tone within the vagina? Because surely that would be also okay, some that's form. also very interesting. Yeah. With hormone changes, our vaginas are naturally acidic. Mm. And that is what cleans your vagina mm. all mm. the time. But as soon as you have sex, semen is base and alkaline. So what happens now? You get a neutral environment. A neutral environment. Mm. That's also not good for the vagina, but it's good for sperm and ovum to be fertilized. Mm. Right. But if you're in a constant state of base, Mm. that's where your imbalances happen in your vaginal mucosa. And that changes the environment and the rugae also disappears. You know, it, it's, it's that's actually hectic how it happens. And that's why it's so important. Don't wash your vagina. Yeah. With soap. With yeah. soap. Yeah. Please. With betadine. Yeah, exactly. With all of these things Products that, that are on the market. The market. Yes. Yeah. Don't scratch out things that you think mustn't be in your vagina. <laughs> I mean, wow. really, it's so important. Yeah. And that is what's creating the, the imbalance, the, um, Hostile but this biosis. And it is dysbiosis. The, the, the microbiome. Of the vaginal of microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a self cleaning oven. It's a self cleaning yeah. oven. You know, it, it's funny because <laughs> the anatomy is hard to picture of the vagina. Hey, I, you, whenever you talk about the vagina, um, it's, it's just the anatomy is just not as easy to visually exactly. conceptualize. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's self cleaning oven. Just for interest sake, that's where. The term honeymoon cystitis comes yes. from. Yes. When you have the first time in your life had intercourse mm. with a man, mm. the base or the alkaline of your mm. semen and your acidity, acidity is a perfect environment for bacteria to grow. Mm. And that's where the honeymoon cystitis comes, comes from. So there's two huge buzz terms in functional medicine at the moment. And um, we've, we've seen it because we, the, we all work with it on a daily basis. Mm. Um, Divya, I want to start with, with you on this. The importance of mm-hmm. balancing and keeping hormone levels 
at a youthful state is now becoming the norm in in functional medicine. Mm. Um, how fast is this field moving? Because every single day when I look at my my um, platforms to which I subscribe, there's a new study and it shows the importance of optimal hormone balancing mm. and we forget about hormone balancing mm. and says this is where where we come in um, hormone balancing is not estrogen um, and progesterone for women mm. um, it's the 50 hormones yeah. in the body um, so with, with respect to your first question the field is progressing rapidly but not fast enough not not enough doctors are aware of this preventative method of treating. Mm. So that would be the first thing, education, 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 something we're very passionate about, all of us around this table. Mm. Um, and if, let me just step back a bit. Our hormones start declining from when we are tw in our 20s. Yeah. Okay, Growth hormones are the first thing that stops when you're 20 years old. And as you go on in each decade, there's different hormones that, that, that start declining, thyroid, um, uh, your sex hormones in around 40, 45, 50, then your parathyroid. So all of these have some impact. It's a natural aging process. It's inevitable. But what you can do is you, you can kind of preempt this loss by starting to replenish or balance your hormones early on. So rather not wait for the symptoms of menopause to start, if you preempt this and you go to a doctor who's trained in functional medicine, who knows how to test for this, you can completely breeze through menopause without having much symptoms. I actually, I, I want to stop there and say it's not only about the testing. Um, it's easy to do a test. We do a blood test. It's, it's interpreting, interpreting mm. yes. these things That's where, That's where the medicine, art comes in. Functional yeah. medicine, uh, you know, the qualification or the, the technique or what, the skill comes in. What we find is often we have patients that come to us and they've been from one doctor to another doctor, one specialization to another specialization um, without finding a solution that's tailor-made to their conditions. Mm. And often what I think happens in medicine is we compartmentalize mm. um, instead of looking at this as one system mm. um, the with whole picture. a lot of different um, cogs in the wheel. If you know it, it's it's like that old Swiss clock. Yes, and um, the, uh, and I want to come in here because it's something that I read up about actually this past week. Patients are often female patients. Are you know what my passion is? Is the female health thing? Are often diagnosed <laughs> with estrogen dominance. I, Elise, actually, um, when Divya and I were sitting outside, she she spoke about estrogen mm -hmm. dominance. So please, will you guys just please. What, um, what is your perception of, a of bit? Why okay, do you estrogen? Seem, why do you seem confused by that? Because the, there's nothing like estrogen dominance. You're not born like that. Mm. 
Well, I, I mean, xenoestrogens are starting to so, affect. So, that yeah. is, so when you when you become estrogen dominant in a younger age, mm. that's exactly it's lifestyle and environmental mm. exactly. factors because everything's covered with plastics. Mm. There's uh, pesticides sprayed on crops and all of this. Uh, Synthetic estrogens mm. and, and synthetic hormones, etc., etc., yes. et in our foods. Yes, yes. In, 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 in know, meat, chicken, in, yeah. chicken is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. commercial meat. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's when when you're younger and you become estrogen dominant. As you progress into menopause and taking and, and just removing that factor out of it, so mm. removing the environmental factors, one of the first hormones to decline is progesterone. So, progesterone and estrogen must always be in, in balance. balance. If Progesterone declines at a rate during period or menopause, perimenopause or menopause at a rate of about 80%, whereas your other sex hormones decline at 50%. So estrogen, testosterone, 50%, yes. progesterone, 80%. So straight away, you creating an estrogen dominant situation. Mm. So the first hormone that one should start replenishing earlier on in your, uh, in, in your perimenopausal cycle is progesterone. Mm. So you will often find a functional medicine doctor will start with lower doses progesterone first and then will start introducing estrogen testosterone as you need it. So there you create a estrogen dominant situation. And is the form of progesterone supplementation important? Oh, for sure. You know, functional medicine tells us to use uh, natural progesterone, uh, mm. bioidentical hormones, mm. meaning identical to your instructor, to your hormones found in your body. I think that's Synthetic. an important point yes. to elaborate on, yes. but carry on and then we'll go to it. Yeah. So, so progestins, which mm. is the, the synthetic hormones, obviously are not the same structure and are often derived from horse urine. Um, and they are not meant for humans. Mm. So, of course, there's going to be side effects. So, of course, you know, try to use something as natural as possible or similar as possible to what is found naturally. And where are bioidentical hormones being derived from or how are they being derived? So yeah. they're derived from yams, uh, wild yams, and they are uh, manipulated in a laboratory okay. to, to become either Testosterone, estrogen, whatever. Because if you look at the chemical, the chemical, chemical structure, structure yeah. it's just some manipulation of molecules, your hydrogen bonds or your mm. hydroxyl bond or carbon bond, and it each becomes the other. Mm. Because you know, hormones, um, in their downstream metabolite, they convert to each other. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, we, we had a women's event and Divi, you were there and Elise mm. was there. And unfortunately, Stacey couldn't join us. And I, I, I always make a joke. When I explain how just interlinked and how complex um, hormone cascades are, mm. um, where I said, okay, fine, there's a quiz. But when you look at um, the estrogen pathway, for instance, mm. it starts in the brain and then, you know what, there's a couple of hormones involved, like um, uh, gonadal hormone releasing hormone, which stimulates gonadotropin. Um, uh, human chorionic gonadotropin, which stimulates follicle stimulating hormone, which stimulates luteinizing hormone, which leads to the formation of testosterone, mm. which aromatizes into estradiol, uh, which um, metabolizes into estrone and estriol. Mm. So, you know, it, it's incredibly complex mm. procedures. Progesterone actually does not feature in that cascade. It features on its own from cholesterol. Mm. So, you know, it, 
when we look at hormone balancing, mm. um, that's one thing. And if one, one of those is slightly out of balance, that whole system comes to a standstill. But what happens in, in women is as we go through the perimenopausal state, progesterone starts shutting down, which comes from cholesterol. Mm. And then we start elevating our cholesterol levels to mm. try and make more of your other steroid hormones, which include testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone. Yeah. So it becomes a, a complete metabolic Disorder instead of a metabolic um, balance. You you mentioned such an important point because we start increasing um, uh, cholesterol production to make more downstream metabolites, progesterone and so on. And what do we do? We suppress cholesterol. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to ask you that. So we suppress hormones. Exactly. So we exacerbate the problem. Yeah. So one of the things... and. I want you guys to, because I'm learning now, um, the symptoms of estrogen dominance. Wait, before you go back to that, it's not just women, because it's becoming a male and woman yes. issue, so estrogen in dominance. Practice, one of the biggest things that I tell my male patients is there's a ratio mm. between testosterone and estrogen. It's not scientifically there, but I have You've seen it. You, you thousands know. of patients. Yeah. And the ideal ratio between testosterone and estrogen is somewhere between five parts of free testosterone to one part of estrogen. Now, you can have normal levels of testosterone, free testosterone, as well as normal levels of estrogen. But if you have an estrogen of, say, 110, 120, which is perfectly normal, and a testosterone of 220, um, which is perfectly normal. In isolation, but Your together. ratio is completely mm. out. Mm. And then our patients start complaining of symptoms. But when someone else looks at it, mm. it's, it's okay. So and it symptoms- is about this very, very fine balance in mm. the different systems. And you cannot look at any of them. In so the symptoms often with, uh, overlap with other conditions. I mean, if you look at the symptoms of estrogen dominance and you take someone that's struggling with hypothyroidism, they are linked. Mm-hmm. But the symptoms, if you didn't have someone who'd be able to look at the bloods, because we, we're talking about subclinical ranges. That's another factor. And then also, if you look at the fact that I think we experience a lot of patients coming from endocrinologists still struggling and still baffled. What is it about the functional medicine approach to looking at hormones that is completely different to the orthodox, you know, typical endocrinology perspective of hormones that we still maybe, as Divya was mentioning, that many doctors are still not going that approach because that's what I think brings a lot of relief for patients is they know something is not right. I mean, there are very few patients that we can say, okay, maybe they are maligning. Yeah. But many of them know I've, I've gone for the tests. I've gone from this specialist to this specialist. I just feel that something is not right. And then when you come into the functional medicine space there, you start to find answers. So I suppose my question is twofold is, 
when we talk about the symptoms, let's highlight that. But then also, Div and, and Mark, maybe highlighting why you start to see more patients with hormonal issues that have come from endocrinologists who are specialists in this area. I, I can answer that question, but it's going to refer it back to you because it's all, <laughs> it's all got to do with the microbiome. Yeah. But Elise, you spoke about estrogen dominance. Mm. Tell us why are you seeing it and what are the symptoms that these patients are having? Oh, it's all so interlinked and it's all mm. actually – but. A typical, a typical physique that's estrogen dominant is big boobies, for instance. Um, you've got your apple or your pear shape type of body. Um, some of them present with acne and that is because the, if estrogen is dominant, then testosterone is dominant and they battle with ovulation. Mm. They get, develop ovarian cysts. Um, what else Irregular menstrual Irregular cycles. Menstrual cycles. I'd like to add that sometimes it doesn't always affect the breasts and that it's one, one a nice way to also see is if you've normally been fairly lean or fairly, it's easy for you to lose weight and it becomes extremely difficult. No, no matter yeah. how much you change your diet, yeah. just from a fitness perspective, that's what I see as well, is this inability to shed Weight, even though you've tried, you know, a number of mechanisms yeah. like calorie restrictions or anything no, like I that. Agree with yeah. You. So let's understand why that happens. You know, the middle age mm. spread. Mm. Because, okay, your ovarian supply of your hormones is declining because, mm. you know, your ovaries produce eggs. Couple of hundred uh, eggs I, a day. I got it. Thank you. We're stimulating ourselves in here. And when that declines, um, the ovaries start losing their function. So when a woman reaches menopause, you're not reproductive anymore. So, but the ovaries are not the only area that produce hormones. Mm. We know our adrenals produce it. Mm. We know there's hormone receptors in your brain, your gut. So when you start, your hormones start declining. You, there's no hormones to, to occupy these receptors in your brain, so you're getting brain fog. Then the, another area where estrogen is produced is in fat, mm. adipose mm. tissue. Yeah. So the more, the more obese you and are. Actually, if I can just tell you how that um, aromatization happens from testosterone. Testosterone converts into, into estrogen, estrogen yes. pre preferably in fat tissue. Mm. So, so you should not be obese going into to menopause because you are going to have more aromatization, more adipose, cycle. more estrogen mm. in the in the fat cells. Um, and just don't the, the 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 forgotten hormone for women is testosterone. Mm. You know, it's not only a male hormone. Mm. Testosterone is needed in women for bone strength, not only the sexual function, mm. for bone but strength, for cognition, for, for lots of uh, other um, uh, functions. Mm. Why do you men also need it for bone strength? <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of bone, but yes. <laughs> No, we also need it for mineralization. <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of a question while you're on this. Um, a lot of women have shared with me, we test, we, we usually like day 21 of a, when a woman still has a cycle, right? But what about these women that have not had a regular cycle? When are you preferring for them to test? There's no preference. You do look at Do you just balance. have to do more frequent testing? No, or? it's not about that. So we often have patients in the practice that have a Mirena 
or that, um, you know, it had an ablation. Mm. So we actually don't know where they are mm. in their cycle. Um, it's about taking... Symptomology, yeah. mm. a holistic picture Look. at the symptoms. It, it, it really, you know, it, for us, because we deal with it on such a basis, uh, or, or we've been dealing with it for so long and so often, yeah. that it's almost second nature to, to almost establish where a woman is when you mm. ask the correct questions, questions however mood swings, um, et cetera, et cetera. Are you having any, uh, tenderness in the breasts? Mm. Um, are you feeling a little bit more irritable at the moment? And through that we can gauge. Mm. But one of the things that is very, very clear through what we've just said is you cannot look at biochemistry on its own. Yeah. Firstly, you have to do a medical history and you have to understand the clinical presentation. Mm. What is it that the patient presents with? Mm. And then interpret the biochemistry. Um, within that context. Within, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's not the exact me. science. No, I functional. Get yeah. I mean, we, we are very adamant with our patients. You need to tell us. Yeah. We treat you week on week yeah. on week. If you don't give us feedback, we can't change the recipe. And that's why a relationship recipe. is so yeah. important as so well. Give yeah. you, from a, from a um, pharmacist perspective, um, you know, what I think what our listeners do not know mm-hmm. is that when it comes to functional meds, and actually in this room you are far more highly qualified than any one of us, mm. Um, but it's, <laughs> she's shaking yeah, her head, but no, it's true. No, it's, it's, um, if, if I can explain it. So Divya is a, a, a professional pharmacist. So, you know, what you started pharmacology, but then you went and you did functional medicine from a pharmace- pharmaceutical perspective. And then you did an advanced fellowship. So you're a specialist of a specialist when it comes to this field, mm. but you work on the pharmacological, pharmacology side. Formulating, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But you understand the disease process. Mm. So you are more qualified with us. One of the things that I would like you to weigh in on is we use bioidentical hormones and we use bespoke supplementation and nutritional intervention, et cetera, et cetera. But this is a moving target always. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think this is what Elise so just true. said. Mm. It's uh, this uh, health. And we've spoken about this um, with, with various guests. Health is a continuum mm. and you fluctuate on that continuum mm. from a day to day perspective, mm. never mind from a month to month perspective, like you have your hormone fluctuations. So there is no, uh, set prescription we've used it and why we are using it is because we we reach a mass of people Mm. bespoke bespoke treatments is really actually a very niche thing and it's not it's not affordable or attainable for every man Mm -hmm. um it it, it's difficult and it's expensive so uh, yeah, the, you, you mentioned a very important point that we need to elaborate more on. It's 
we don't use the one size fits all approach yeah. in functional medicine. Yeah. It's very um, individualized and bespoke mm. to your biochemistry. And, uh, you know, for, for the person you mentioned, not everyone can afford it. But what we can advise people to do is to try and take care of their health before they're reached. Or as they're yeah. approaching menopause or yeah. approaching the age of hormone decline, look after your adrenals. Mm. Reduce stress. Mm. Try to keep that stress levels down. Because if you go into into this phase of life with strong adrenals, your your ability to produce the hormones when your ovaries decline is mm. going to be stronger. You're going to you're going to cope better. That increased cortisol is also going to decline hormone production. Mm. If your adrenals your adrenal gland produces cortisol, which is a stress hormone, you you don't stand too much of a chance going into there with your adrenals not in a positive situation. Mm. So important. Mm. So women can help themselves. Women can help themselves by there's go, so much by, we can do preventatively. Yes, so how yeah. would, how would we combat adrenal fatigue other than just reduction of stress? What are the what are the things that um, we can, for instance, take that's affordable? Well, before you answer that, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you a question before you got into this. Mm-hmm. When it comes to hormones, which route do we go first? And I know Dessen agrees on going adrenals first. Mark, I don't know what your thoughts are there. I know he always says fix the adrenals before the thyroid, for example. 100% agree. Yeah. It's it's always adrenals, thyroid, pancreas. So remember, okay. thyroid hormone, insulin, and your adrenal hormones all related and they yes. all affect each other. Yeah. So we actually call that a triad. Okay, so before you guys go there, because I wanted to get there, yeah, um, we have been talking about individualized treatments. So I said that there's two buzzwords in medicine yes. at the moment. The one was hormone optimization, because we now start understanding just how important it is. And the other one, and this is Stacey, this is your field. Microbiome. Um, is <laughs> the microbiome. So this morning at 6 o'clock, I was lying in bed. And I was reading about the, um, I'm going to use the acronym, uh, FMT, so you know exactly Fecal what it is. Fecal mass trans. Okay, so suddenly it goes up. So when we come to fecal matter transplants, and it's now that we're starting to form fecal matter um um, banks, we like a blood bank or yeah. um, um, a, a sperm bank, I think it's ridiculous. To <laughs> so listen to this because this is what Divya just said. It's um, when you have the ability, when your gut is still healthy, to donate your poop, to donate your <laughs> own oh, poop, to s- I said that. your own <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, okay. So I hear you that from that perspective. When That's we develop disease mm. processes like diabetes, type 2 diabetes is directly di- um, mm. uh, correlated to a change in the microbiome. Mm. So it's now be going to become, you know, it, when you're in a healthy stage of your life, which is between 18 and 35, and fully developed, that you, for instance, um, do a fecal matter so you're banking just going crap for, for a couple yourself. Of weeks and <laughs> but the problem is, this is very, very difficult. Yeah. Because it's only 3% of people that have a healthy gut. 
Yep. And you can't take your gut and put it into someone else's, someone else's yeah. because your microbiome is so individualized. And this is what, how we got here because Divya spoke about individualized treatment and Stacey now, um, well, I, I mean, I, I, it's very there. anecdotal because it's just a family. Their, their son was, was struggling severe autism, severe digestive issues and they have Greek heritage and the grandfather lives on some small island. In the Greek islands And he donated his fecal matter And it was a very rudimentary approach They literally used enema buckets As a way of doing the transplant And the son did extremely well But it lasted around a month So they found The family found that to try and get the son Functioning a little bit better It took them about six months of every month Getting this donation from the grandfather Ultimately you know, this is, the, I don't know, Dave, if you feel like this. The microbiome is, for me, it is like an alien planet that we have no real understanding sure. about. Actually, I, I want to turn that around. Yeah. It's not an alien planet. We are the, yeah, we, we are, are the, the aliens. Yeah, 100%. It that is. is um, only realizing that yeah. we live. Yeah. Um, on a planet where the microbes are actually in control, control. of everything. And every time so, we try to understand them, we find out so we still, we, we've only barely scratched the surface. But just coming back to finish your point on, on the fecal matter transplant is we don't always, we don't know which bacteria and which species are going to actually colonize and which are just going to be transient. And we don't know that enough about it from a testing perspective. So I can imagine that FMTs would help in severe and acute cases. So it's very interesting that you say that. Um, Clostridium difficile. Mm. Uh, okay, you you're know going too deep now, guys. Okay, so really. Clostridium <laughs> difficile is a bacteria in the right, gut that causes incredible diarrhea. Yeah. Okay? So it's one of those conditions where... It becomes, um, it's almost like a cholera type of mm. picture where it's, it's just, it's, it's bad. And the, we've been treating it for so long with antibiotics, mm. which is really not effective. The most effective way to treat it is the fecal transplant. So. Or um, diet. So here we start realizing that, um, Keeping a good and diverse microbiome mm. um, in your gut address everything from things like brain fog, autoimmune disease, mm. insulin, uh, okay, but type I, 2 I want diabetes. I go back to, to estrogen that dominance. question. Which one? The adrenal question. Oh, okay. Because in our society today, everybody is in a high-stress job. Mm. Pressures on, mm. you know, you need to perform, otherwise you are replaced. So that creates lots of stress. Well, once what do the conventional treatment, what is the conventional treatment? We put you on an anti-anxiety tablet. Mm. We put you on Which an antidepressant. Sleeping yes. yeah. So back to Mark's question to you, Divya. How can we help these guys, Stressless. these males and females with stress-related conditions? So if... If there's a hormonal imbalance, 
anxiety, stress, insomnia, all the typical symptoms mm. is usually caused by progesterone deficiency. Okay. Progesterone deficiency. Yes. Okay. So wow. progesterone. Which makes sense if you think most of the ladies in, in this age group would are on contraceptive yes. pills. Mm. So if you firstly correct that deficiency, because what let's talk about insomnia. Let's just choose one thing. Um, progesterone works on your GABA receptors, mm. right? And it has a calming, calming effect. effect. So yeah. straight away your insomnia. That's why we give it at night time. That's mm. it. And women take usually like a hundred milligram progesterone. I know people think, oh, that's quite high, but women need it. And especially for insomnia, Orally. It's the only time we will give hormones orally. Yeah, that's what I was asking earlier because progesterone, I know most we functional practitioners are using as a cream. cream. Yeah. But to stimulate GABA receptors uh. and, and the anxiety and insomnia effects, you'll give it orally. Is that it's because the of the, me- the me- metabolic pathway digestively? Yes, because, because it goes via the liver and it and needs into. to go through that to work. Okay. The others, you want to avoid that, mm. the going the, metabol- the metabolism mm. through the liver. Mm. Because it, it's associated with the bad side effects. Mm. So transdermally it goes into the, into the bloodstream straight mm. away, bypasses the, the liver, liver and you're getting the effect. Mm. Um, so yeah, I would start there, but there, I mean, it's always best and to for always. Guys? It was always Same. best to start with yoga meditation. It's cheap. It's free. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's so, true. So and that's it's powerful. The, exactly. Yeah. If so it's done properly. Breathing. I mean, those are your best and your cheapest and your free options. Then you get really great supplements like rhodiola, mm. ashwagandha. They're so good. Mm. Exactly. They, they mm. are rhodiola and ashwagandha especially are what we call adaptogenic herbs. Mm. So they clever herbs. Mm. They, adju- they adapt. So, there is a there is this balance between your cortisol and mm. your DHEA, right? And they must be in balance like this all the time. Not the minute, suppressed, because that's, that's another thing. Just yeah. for instance, DHEA is the precursor of both testosterone and, and estrogen, estrogen. Yeah. and it's and and so when these go out of balance, if you take a rhodiola ashwagandha, they adapt, they read mm. the balances, and mm. they try to balance it again. Such a clever but product. But does progesterone do that to a certain degree as well? It it will. So yeah. that would be getting to the root cause. Is, is giving progesterone. The rhodiola ashwagandha is the symptom. And this is a non-doctor approach. You can go into yeah. a health store no, and no, buy, no. A, I, I don't know about rhodiola, but ashwagandha is something at least that is, you can have it in a food form. You can ha- I, have I, it in a superfood form. Stacey, um, I, I want to warn against no, it is important to just warn, yeah. buying something off a shelf because we really don't know exactly what's in there. True, um, but I think... This is where you go to a good uh, formula, uh, a compounding pharmacy and you had it compounded or yes. you go to your practitioner. I think if that's always important. Yeah, yes. I think that's always important. But I do think there are some life... In the Ayurvedic approach of life, like yoga, there are certain herbs that are... are Quite safe. And ashwagandha is one of those. In fact, there are a few people that ashwagandha can cause anhedonia in, Mm -hmm. but I think it's very few people. And if you're already in a stressed out state, it's probably more likely things like breathing, just getting some nutrients in. People are so depleted nutritionally and asking, why am I stressed? And then you ask them, when last did they eat? And they're doing Intermittent fasting fasting. and all of that. And the body is so depleted, micronutriently depleted as well. So it's not about saying, okay, go and get your own treatment. It's also about saying there are some simple basics like breathing, 
moving and eating well, that you can get dry. Eating because yeah. when Vivia said, let's let's look at the interventions that we can do that's yeah. cheap. Yeah. Um, the cheapest one is stop buying Coke. One hundred percent. Say that louder. I know too many people that drink Coke. So actually, how are people still Coke. drinking <laughs> Coke? It's not Coke. We we actually. I haven't had we, a Coke we, in years. I mean, we, how are people still we drinking? We have to uh, look. Coca Cola was formulated as a medicine, but it's not. <laughs> Okay. We're not going. We're not going after the coke. We're actually going after the sugar. Okay. So it, it's avoid sugar. Sugar Process increases sugar, yes. inflammation. Yeah, and inflammation will increase your stress. And also, um, sugar feeds microbes indiscriminately and this is this, the same gut question we always come back to people need to stop thinking about getting rid of microbes but about bringing balance the same way we're talking about hormones and people can do a lot of damage for example men can do a lot of damage by supplementing themselves because hormones need to be in a harmonious state we don't talk you know from the tea health clinic we don't talk about balance per se but Harmony, right? Yeah. And it's and a symphony. Same, yeah, and symphony. It's about the same thing applies to the microbiome because often people think, I'm going to do these worm cleansers and antiparasitic and antibiotics and things like that. No, you actually need these microbes to live in the system, but they need to be in harmony and in balance with your body as well. So, Divya, on that one, one of the new things that we have in the practice is a product that you introduced us mm-hmm. to, and I started using it. Um, Elise used it um, And Stacy, You also know about it And that was the new postbiotic mm. Butyrate So mm. to just um, that was new That's quite innovative Yeah. So tell us about butyrate Yeah as far as I'm concerned There's not many It's not many companies that have it In South Africa But it's called a postbiotic Because it belongs to a new uh, well, Not new But a recently discovered <laughs> well, Kind of um, class of things called short chain fatty acids, which we've heard of in in other categories before, not in the pre, pro and postbiotic category. And this basically not only um, like a pre and probiotic where they correct the microbiota, this works on the microbiome Biome. as well. So yeah. there's there's a lot of corrective action going. Just on. explain that term microbiome again, because. Um, Microbiota is for organisms. Yes. Microbiome is the genetic material. So important distinction there, but the postbiotic has the ability to correct this and bring about harmony that mm. we're speaking about now. And uh, this, this butyrate is amazing because I mean, Mark, you and I have spoken mm. about this. You guys may have, um, have, um, experienced this, but you, after a week or so, have the largest pools whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it, it just clears the everything system, that's, yeah. that's been in your gut probably for years. And it all literally comes, comes out. And it's supposed to work like that. It stinks like hell. But if it doesn't stink, it is not working. Pure butyrate. Actually, you know what? When I first smelt it, I thought, Oh my God, this is, this is rancid. Um, and the more, more I got used to it, you get that um, rancid popcorn smell because it's butter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, butter yeah. is butter. butter. So yeah, if yeah. you've ever smelled 
real margarine doesn't go off, but real butter vat went mm. bad. Yes, that's the smell. It's the butyrate. So that's an important thing because it just reminded me to say something. A very good way to take this is have a like a bullet coffee. So mm. you have your butyrate mm. with coffee because it's like creating a bullet coffee. <laughs> and a bullet coffee, I also didn't know. It's when you put butter, butter into, into, into coffee. your coffee. Yeah. So yeah. instead of not putting cream MCT into your or, coffee. Yes, and not just, some people make it with just plain coffee and MCT. I mean, it's technically a bullet. What's but MCT? Medium MCT. chain triglycerides. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, on, on the point of short chain fatty acids, this is where we see challenges with people that maybe have intestinal damage. Maybe the microbiota balance is not that off, but there's intestinal damage like leaky gut. You know, ordinarily your microbes would form these for these short chain fatty acids when you're consuming the right plant matter. Mm-hmm. But that's where the trickiness comes in and why a supplement can assist because if there, if there is a struggle to digest that plant matter, you might not be absorbing the short chain fatty acids that are produced or they're not being produced in the right quantities as well. And when things normalize and when the mi- microbiota normalizes, that's what they are producing. That's what yields the gut as well. So oh, I think the important factor here is you always start with the gut. Yeah. So even yeah. if you're going to give bioidentical hormone replacement you therapy, gotta, your yeah. gut has to be in the mm. perfect shape. Mm. And back to supplements, I mean, for estrogen dominance that you said, the important one we know is the I3 complex, we know diendomethane. Di- mm. So, and that you can get from, uh, it's, it's sulforaphane, which is rich in broccoli. Well, Div, is dim and sulforaphane a supplement? Sorry, the same thing yes. or, okay, okay. And, uh, and your cruciferous vegetables, mm. all of those are very rich in dim. So there are ways in which you it's do, but you've got rich in gas for me. But listen, which is the, the lesser of the evil? And True. literally, if you don't take a supplement, you're going to have to eat a bag of broccoli. And I think that would exacerbate that problem. No, I, I, so I would rather just I try to broccoli and it doesn't work. It's painful. So, you know, because when you get, you, you have estrogen dominance for another thing as well. If your, your body's detoxification process, mm. which in the scientific terms called the cytochrome P450, that is the, the, the pathway by which all your hormones are detoxified. If that's not working effectively, you're going to get estrogen dominance because mm. your hormones can't be metabolized properly. That's where mm. the DIM or methane and the complex will help. So guys, it was, it was wonderful to be back with you guys in, in studio. This hour has flown, flown past. By. So <laughs> we've actually ended the program where we're starting next week's. Okay. And next week we will be back. We will, we will be talking probiotics. Um, and I will be joined by Dr. Nigel Plummer. He's a microbiologist. And he was the brain behind um, formulating a probiotic, which we use in our practice, called Proven. Um, so listen for that one out next week. Everything starts with the gut, as Divya and Stacy said. Um, we will be back. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And um, listen out for us next week, Thursday morning at 9 o'clock. Perfect. Have Thank a good you. day, everyone. Bye. That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge.
Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by Tea Clinic.